Hey everybody, welcome back to Living Life with Pastor P. I'm so glad you joined me this week. I'm looking forward to sharing some sweet inspirations with you from God's Word. So let's get right into it. I hope you had a good week on last week, and I hope that your week this week is off to a good start. Um, I know for many of us, myself included, I'll have to say that I am feeling a bit tired. Um, I am a little bit physically and mentally exhausted. So today... I want to just talk a little bit about um, some of the times we're living in and uh, just kind of inspire you, or I guess I'll say to encourage you to not, um, not give up because we have an inheritance. No doubt if I were to ask how you're feeling today, many of you would say you were tired as well. Maybe you're tired physically or mentally Or maybe you're just emotionally spent. Maybe um, it's been a long week and there's no light at the end of the tunnel for you. Or maybe there's just some mental fatigue where you've got a battle going on in your mind. I know for me, when I think about uh, the word of God and how we're trying to encourage people to live according to it, um, This world right now is grossly out of alignment with his word. It's a world right now where everyone is just doing what's right in their own eyes. Um, There's very little consult or even much fear of repercussions from their actions. And so we ask ourselves, what's going on? I mean, like, really, what is going on? Why is there so much hatred and discontent in our world? Why are there so many mental and physical health conditions that doctors can't cure. And why has this pandemic not ended, right? Like, why are there so many loved ones gone and and just some way too soon? So, beloved, for real, we have many questions, but very few answers, right? It doesn't really matter what type of fatigue you're experiencing today, Um, I think we would all agree that we'd like some relief, right? Or at best, can we just get a reprieve? You know, can we, we, can we catch a break right now, Lord? So again, I ask what's going on. Let's look at what we do know. Um, What we do know right now, or some of the questions that we can answer is we know that we're living in the last days, right? Um, We know that Jesus promised to return for us, as well as never leave us. Um, We also know that we might not win every battle we fight, but we ultimately will win the war. However, what we don't know is we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know how to navigate every one of these nuanced situations that we face. Um, We don't know why we're still dealing with a pandemic almost two years later. We don't really know how we're supposed to live godly in the midst of these fast-changing times. Many of us don't even know what choices to make. Um, Do I take the vaccine? Do I not take the vaccine? You know, will I get it? Won't I get it? And how, how do we live in this world 
with all of these unanswered questions? Well, I'll tell you what we won't do. If you're a Christian today, or if you're a believer, whichever one you choose to call yourself, we're not going to blend in. We're going to stand out. Jesus still wants us to be the city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. He still wants us to be the salt of the earth that is useful and not useless. He still wants us to be a candle that sits on a table and dispels darkness. And I really think it would be good for us to remember that the time we're living in seems to be the worst time ever. But I would submit to you today that it's not. It's just the worst time that we've ever experienced. But if you read the Old Testament, you'll find wars, you'll find killings, sickness, disease, you'll find poverty, corruption, you'll see unethical lawmakers um, who were only in it for themselves, you'll see ideals and events that uh, took place that were not fair, that were unjust. These things are not new. What we're seeing today in our world is new to us. And so the way forward for us today is the same way forward as it was for them back then. And what is that? Uh, What you've been hearing all along, faith, faith to follow the almighty God in his word, the faith to believe in the promises of God. Why? Because God's promises cannot be invalidated by failures of humanity. They cannot be invalidated by people's actions. Now they may be delayed and we may realize them later than what we normally would have, but God's blessings will never be canceled out by humanity's imperfections. How do I know this? Well, I'm glad you asked. I know this because we see it in the story of Joshua and Caleb. They stood strong on their faith that even in the midst of a wicked generation of people and giants and the land of Canaan, they stood strong on every promise that God made to them. They knew that God said he was going to give them that land. They knew that it was theirs and they were determined to take it. They believed in themselves that they were able and they knew that God had their back. They said, we're not going to be accepting any subpar land. We're not going backwards. No, we're going forward. They were not willing to accept some other land or substitute that they could make up on their own because they didn't, they didn't want to, they didn't want what was, what didn't belong to them. They were determined to be strong and to hold fast to their faith. Joshua and Caleb refused to be deterred by the the obstacles. They were so obvious. They were right in front of them. They weren't going to be deterred by those obstacles in their way. They saw the giants. They saw the fortified city. They knew they would have to fight. And they knew that it wouldn't be easy. But hey, they believed God. And they refused to go back to slavery. Is that you today? I mean, if you think about your life with Christ and you think about your life without Christ, sure, we had some good days and bad days then too, right? But now we know our good days and our bad days, we can rely on God's strength to get us through and to help us and to encourage us and to help us to encourage others. Joshua and Caleb 
they saw the promise come to fruition in their minds even before they experienced it in their reality. They realized that the promise that they held, which was the profession of their faith without wavering, was going to bring to pass what God had promised them. I mean, I can see in my mind eyes that as soon as they fixed their eyes on the land and they they knew we're not going back. We're not going back to Egypt. We've come too far to go back. We've seen God take us through the Red Sea. He parted the sea and destroyed Pharaoh's army. Like, really? No, we're not going back into bondage. We're not going to go back and say, hey, we'll be your slaves just so we can eat good and not have to work for uh, what belongs to us. We're going to work for something that belongs to someone else so they can prosper. Not happening. Nope. For them, the only way was forward. They were going to endure the obstacles. And you know what? They were going to watch God cause those obstacles to bow right before him. And by faith, they believed that those obstacles were coming down. So I want to remind you today of your inheritance. I want to remind you of the promise of what we're entitled to as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Romans 8 tells us, um, you can read the entire chapter, but it tells us so many great things about our newfound faith in Jesus Christ after we receive him as Lord and Savior. But one of the big things it tells us in uh, verse 17 is that we're joint heirs. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ, meaning we have a right to everything that Jesus has. We jointly own with Jesus this inheritance. That's different from just being an heir who gets a split of someone's estate. When you're an heir along with other siblings and you each get a portion, that means once you get your portion, that's it. A joint heir means all of those siblings together have equal rights to the entire estate. And that's what Jesus did for us. He did for us what a father would do when he wants all of his children to have everything equal. The father wanted us to have everything that Jesus died for. Sometimes getting through each day might mean looking forward to the future of eternity. And right now that might be the only thing that makes sense because a lot of what we're seeing just does not. I mean, every day we're faced with more and more challenges as a nation in our families, on our jobs, everything we're experiencing can be directly tied to biblical occurrences. So you may understand the law that says, hey, to every action, there's a reaction, right? Well, that's what we're experiencing right now. Everything in this pandemic, almost two years ago now, we could have never prepared for life as we know it now, because we didn't know that the action of something that took place almost two years ago would bring a deadly disease into all the parts of the world. We'd transmit it to one another. We'd need to rely on science to be able to come up with a vaccine that could potentially keep us from getting it and then be quarantined away from loved ones, families, coworkers, 
traveling, doing all the things that we love, potentially having to go without some of the things that we we needed in order to combat the the uh, pandemic early on. I mean, so much. How, how could we have prepared for that? We couldn't. But Pastor and I, Pastor James and I tried our best to prepare our congregation um, by just over the last few years, preaching messages of faith and hope and love and telling our congregation to hold fast because times are changing. And if we're not prepared, we could get left behind or fall into the pattern of what was to come. So even with all of our planning and prepping, preaching and teaching, we stand here still faced with the reality that there's still more questions than answers. We're facing adapting to cultures and ways of living that would not necessarily be the way God would want us to live at all. So what do we do? We do the same thing that we've been doing. We hold on to the profession of our faith. We must be more diligent to adapting to the Bible's way of living for our Christian survival. Many times we try to figure out how to live in this world when what we really just need to be doing is to figure out how to live in God's word. The inheritance is not received until the testator dies. And once he or she dies, then the heirs become entitled to the promised inheritance. Well, guess what, beloved? Jesus has died. And now we have in our hands the tangible tools we need to live a faith-filled, peaceful life until Jesus' return. Romans 8 promises us many things from verse 1 all the way down to the end. It tells us that there's no condemnation for those of us that are in Christ Jesus. It tells us that Jesus condemns sin in the flesh, fulfilling the righteous requirement of the law. It tells us that Jesus gave us his Holy Spirit to help us overcome all of the fleshly desires of our old sinful nature. It tells us that he has adopted us into his family and gave us the right to call him Abba Father. He's even told us that we will eventually be delivered from the bondage of corruption. And he sent us the Holy Spirit to help us pray through times like these. He let us know that everything would work out for our good and that if God is for us, then who can be against us? And that we definitely are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So what am I saying today, beloved? I'm saying that there's nothing new, nothing you haven't heard before. And most of what I've said and shared already, we know. But today, the responsibility of the prophets and the teachers and the preachers is to make sure that the saints are encouraged. And those who don't know him will understand that there are people out here who have some words of encouragement to help you see how to make it through these challenges time, challenging times. No, we don't have all the answers. And yes, tomorrow may not be favorable, but we know that God has not abandoned his children. So until next time, beloved, 
I look forward to sharing again with you sweet inspirations. This is Pastor P. I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week.